there's some core beliefs inside of me that I had to unpack and repack with with more truth and healthy things. Um, I don't think that process ever ends. And so the unknown for me is who is Susie, separate from my past, Mm -hmm. separate from those belief systems. But see, God already knows that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he knows the number of hairs on our head. He, he recognizes those sparrows. He literally sees the smallest details. Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson, and Holly Gerth, writers and real-life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected. So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together. Hey, More Than Small Talk friends. We're so glad you're with us this week. Have you ever felt like something is holding you captive? Captive isn't a word we use all the time anymore. (laughs) But you know, before we got started, Susie said, this is really about freedom. And it is. So that's what we want to talk about this week is living free. Yeah. So I want to ask a confession question, but as I do, I want you to know that just as Holly just said, Jesus' desire always was to set us free. And so as we sit around the table together, if this causes you any anxiousness as we talk, first of all, understand that we have felt that too, but our, our goal, our hope, is to join Jesus in this conversation as he leads us to freedom. So what is something that has held or holds you captive? Or what is something that you want to break free from? I think that something that has held me captive and back for so long is my good girl mentality that if I was perfect, everything would go fine and turn out good. And as a firstborn, and then also with a background of abuse, I'm a really good people pleaser. And that is something that I still have to wrestle with is wanting to be likable, wanting everybody to be happy with my decisions. And that is kind of a big bummer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, over this last two to three years, have actually kind of walked into captivity in some areas. And, and that is being so immersed in what others are saying about my faith. Mm. And, and it's tangled me. It's tangled my thoughts. It's tangled my heart. It's not the first time I've talked about this because that's the deal is sometimes when we talk about freedom or captivity, you know, it's not a one and done deal. No. This is a wrestling. Yes. And and sometimes putting it down over and over again until you walk past it and be like, huh, I recognize you, your yeah. captivity. Yeah. You know, so for me, there's been some intentional things lately. This morning as I was getting ready, I listened to a sermon from a church in New York City that is talking about what is taking place across the world. And I know this is long and I hope give me grace, grace <laughs> as I share this, but it's part of my wrestling. This church was talking about what was happening and it was beautiful in the church. And that in, in Iran right now, there is a, an underground movement led by women that is absolutely setting people free. <laughs> 
And they begin to talk about that there was this man who shared his testimony who said, I know nothing about Jesus. I know nothing about this. But when I sleep at night, I feel the prayers mm. over me. And he began to share what he was dreaming about. And he quoted the book of John, mm. literally. Wow. Like, and I feel the Holy Spirit even as I mm-hmm. say that. So by immersing myself in the joy of what God is doing across the world, through women, through men, through brothers and sisters in Christ, it takes my eyes off of the noise and the tangleness that wants to take me into captivity and away from God's call on my life. And it gives me a broader view of the world. Does that all make sense? It does to me. Yeah, yeah, it does. I think that lies hold us captive. All of us Mm -hmm. have at least one signature lie, probably more, that tends to hold us back. And the one I've been working through lately is it's never enough. Mm. So that is something that I even said it. I was at the gym and my coach was saying, push a little harder. And I went, oh, it's never enough. (laughs) (laughs) And thankfully, she's my friend. And so, you know, she laughed. But I apologized. And I was like, I'm sorry. I wasn't saying that to you. I was saying that to me. And I say it to me a lot. And I need to stop. Mm -hmm. And so I've really been trying to dig into, like, where did that come from? And a lot of the same, like, be the good girl, keep the rules, meet the standards. But I think that the truth is what sets us free. Mm -hmm. And I love that we're talking about this, too, because we have an event coming up November 4th. And what we're going to be speaking on is the lies that we believe and the truth that sets us free. Yeah. And so we didn't plan for that to be part of this episode, but it feels like a good time to mention it. So (laughs) we would love for you to join us if you're thinking, you know, I think I have some things in my life or that are holding me captive, even some lies that are holding me captive, then you can go to KaylorC.com and find out more about Ladies Night Out and be with us in person, which would be so, so fun. Yeah. Well, and I'd like to say that not only is that for our beautiful local friends here, but listen, if you can get in a car, if you can book a cheap flight, and come here. This is a gorgeous area. So not only would you have ladies night out and we get to hang out with you, but grab a friend. And if you like to kayak or hike or cycle or shop or mm-hmm. eat, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's a foodie area. There's museums. There's there's all kinds of fun things to do. So we're just wanting everyone that can come to come. So if you're feeling captive at home with your children (laughs) (laughs) or in the place where you live because there's too much traffic, (laughs) then set yourself free and come to uh, Ladies Night Out with us. (laughs) November is a beautiful time to do that. Well, one thing that I that I wanted to kind of ask is that, you know, sometimes we're in captivity and we don't know it. Absolutely. And, right. Jennifer, talk to me about that. Yeah. I mean, I know what I know when I'm doing right. that. Well, when I started back into therapy around COVID time, my therapist said, Jennifer, why would you go back to Egypt? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then I started, of course, we know the stories of the Israelites and Moses and all of the things that he felt unqualified to do. But there was this element of captivity with God's people. And there was a grumbling about them. So as I was studying this, I was like, 
oh my goodness, their chains felt more familiar to them than the question of freedom and what they were going to do. They knew what every single day would look like in captivity, but freedom meant standing on your own two feet, trusting God completely for food, water, all the things. And it scared them. And we are the same way. So when she kind of said, this is your Egypt, I was like, oh, you know, it kind of like gave me like whiplash in my um, emotions because I was like, oh, my goodness, I have been in this for so long that it's familiar. My chains are familiar. And so what I realized after writing a book about freedom is that there is a certain area of my life where I was living In freedom only on paper, but not in my real life. And that is where I was like, this is my Egypt. I have to live it in all areas, not just the ones that feel safe and comfortable. Well, what I love about this, and and many might not know this about you, but Jennifer works with a beautiful nonprofit organization, and it's called Saving Grace. Mm -hmm. And it works with young women who have aged out of the foster care system or in other situations where they need people to come around them for a certain period of time to get them on their feet. And so you actually shared this in a a Mm. form of a Bible study with these young women, right? Yes, I did. Uh, It was pretty life-changing in that most of the time when you're doing research or writing, it's usually for yourself, right? But it ends up being that way because you're struggling in an area. But I knew I was supposed to share this message with the girls, and I will have this on my blog too for you guys to access. But Something that was really powerful is me having to acknowledge that as a product of divorce or abuse or whatever it is that is our Egypt, I really had a high tolerance for abuse and mistreatment. And these girls were in the same place. Mm -hmm. And I got to stand in front of them and say, me too. Like, even as a grown adult, I still go back to trauma and to pleasing and to saying it's not that bad when what was really happening was very bad, but you have a place to kind of place it. And so it was really freeing for me to kind of out myself to these girls and say, we're never done. We're (laughs) always returning back to Egypt. We're always thinking captivity is normal and comfortable when it's really not. And I had to live this out. I'm still living it. And um, it's been beautiful. Yeah. Friends, if you have found yourself in a really long season and it looks a lot like captivity, I want you to just slow down for just a moment and maybe take a few minutes to go over to my website at jenniferreneewatson.com. And there's a resource that is going to be available to you about your personal Egypt. I hope and pray that this information and this resource will lead you to the breakthrough that you have been longing for and help you identify your struggles, your personal things that have tripped you up to lead you to a better space that looks a lot like breaking free and joy unleashed in your life. Well, how do you think we start to get free? Once so we said, first, you got to realize you're in captivity. And then if you say, okay, yep, I'm there. How do we start getting free? Yeah, I was talking with two friends. I have two very close friends that it's really crazy. We talk two to three times a week by Voxer and pray and encourage each other. 
but we talked a little bit about the struggle that I had and come to find out that both of them were struggling with the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so that was really helpful to just voice it out loud to someone that was. And we talk about this a lot, but honestly, it's important to talk to someone safe and say, hey, I love Jesus with all my heart, but right now, man, I'm ruminating. (laughs) These thoughts are going over and over in my head. And they're they're causing me to look at a certain thing in a very negative light. And man, I don't want to live there. And so immediately one came back and said, you know what, Susie, me too. Hey, listen, this is something that I'm doing. And she began to talk about some intentional steps she was taking. So I think that acknowledging is good. I think that building a support around you is good. But I also think that taking some really active, intentional steps are good. And so like I'm I'm soaking my brain in some sermons and some things and some teachings that are helping me to focus on Jesus and who he is instead of a segment of people. Yeah, that's really good. Something that is really helpful for me is therapy. I am a big fan and I know that sometimes it's really hard to afford that. But I think having a bullet point when you are struggling and you see your areas of captivity, write it down in that moment, whether it's a note on your phone, in your journal, whatever it is, and bullet point what you need to work through and then share that with something, whether it's a mentor, um, someone at church that you really love and respect or a therapist, bullet point it so you don't forget this is where I'm at and you have kind of talking points to where you go in and get help for those things. And you don't have to make 10 things. I would say start with three and then go from there. Yeah. yeah. And I recently wrote about, you know, having support in our lives and, and social media. And someone said, what do you do if you have no one? Right. And I said, find a counselor. And they said, I don't think I can. And so I've been thinking about like, what do you do then? And I was reading a memoir and this girl was in a season of life because of some difficult circumstances and relationships where she really didn't have anyone. And she said she was sitting in her car and she made the decision that she would be her someone. Wow. And whenever she would start to feel panic and be overwhelmed, she would just say over and over to herself, I love you and I'm here for you. I love you and I'm here for you. (laughs) And I thought that was really powerful. That is really yes, powerful. The, the ideal is we grab someone mm-hmm. to come alongside us. But the reality of being human is that all of us at some point will find ourselves in a moment when yeah. it's it's just us. Right. And I love that approach of start with you yeah. too sometimes. I think that's I really think good. That's so good. Yeah. You know, there's the Bible verse that says, take captive the thoughts. And I, and I hear people quote that a lot. And honestly, this is going to be the Bible nerd in me, <laughs> is when they're talking about that, they're not telling you to take captive your thoughts. That's actually asking them to take captive of the thoughts of those around them that are infiltrating their heart. Huh. Oh, Did you know that? No, I no. didn't know that. Yeah. So you study that huh. out and it's just like. Huh, somebody's been misquoting this my whole yeah. stinking life. But what it says is take captive, literally, like recognize that this person's view of you or this person's view of God or this person's view of what you should or shouldn't be 
take captive. Put it in chains, like put that, not the person, but put that thought in chains that's been spoken over you and trying to infiltrate your heart and then turn to the source of truth and let that set you free. Totally different take on this. Totally Um, different. Yeah. And I'm going to be thinking about this for a really (laughs) long time because that's exactly what we kind of opened with is that, oh my goodness, this pressure, you know, or the thoughts of others, this good girl mentality and everybody has a say in it, but they really don't. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I think that's life giving. Yeah. Something that um, Elise does. And because a lot of people are like, yes, take your thoughts captive, but how? And something that she does, is, she's my youngest, she's spunky, she's fun. When anybody's saying something inappropriate, and usually it's her parents or someone else, <laughs> she goes, you're done. And she completely shuts it down. And it's so bold. And it's kind of that thing to where I was like, I'm going to do that with these bad thoughts. Like, you're done, you know, yeah. find the exit plan, you know, you're, you're done. Yeah. And so that's just a kind of a fun way to... To say we can, we really do have the power to do that, not in our own strength, but with Jesus. Yeah. Our fear when we step out of captivity, starting this with Egypt, is that there's the unknown and we don't know where we're going to go. We may not even know who we are without, you know, I was raised in a lot of dysfunction, which meant that there's some core beliefs inside of me that I had to unpack and repack with with more truth and healthy things. Um, I don't think that process ever ends. Mm -mm. And so the unknown for me is who is Susie separate from my past, Mm -hmm. separate from those belief systems. But see, God already knows that Mm -hmm. (laughs) does the number of hairs on our head. He, He recognizes those sparrows. He literally sees the smallest details. So trusting that stepping into the unknown that God meets you there is pretty spectacular. And so, yes, it's unknown, but it's not unknown to God. Mm-mm. And yeah. I think that's a powerful thing to remember. Yeah. And I love that we started out talking about being the captive, mm-hmm. and now we're talking about taking captive. Yes. <laughs> like, Good for us. Yeah. I think that's empowering. Yeah. You know that you've made a transition toward freedom and healing when you're like, wait a minute, I'm not the captive anymore. I'm taking captive mm-hmm. yeah. what tries to steal my freedom. Yeah. And I think that is the lifelong journey all of us are on. It mm-hmm. is. And there's grace. This is, I think this is so important. Sometimes when we pick back up those chains, the instinct is to put another shackle on top of that and say, okay, I've picked this up. I'm stuck. I'm never going to be free. And I'm going to say to you, every time you put them down, you're a little more free than you were before. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Until the day comes when you really do, you look at those shackles and you think, I recognize you. Yeah. Like, not only am I not going to pick you up, but I'm going to cast you far from me because you don't get to be a part of who I am. Mm -hmm. That comes with time. I think freedom is a process, not an event. It's absolutely a process. I mean, look at Shawshank Redemption. 
That guy had to. <laughs> you can get that part. <laughs> That's actually a really great movie. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta dig through the wall with a spoon for a decade, and oh then finally God. you're free. <laughs> oh my goodness. And we're all sitting here with our little bitty spoon, you know? And we just need to trade it for like the plastic one for a really big one, you know? Um, yeah. If you have not seen that movie, someone really does dig through the wall of a prison with a spoon for a decade. <laughs> so hopefully your freedom journey is not quite that intense. <laughs> but it feels like it, right? Sometimes. Yeah. I, I think there's somebody listening right now who says that's exactly what it feels like. And, and I got, as your sister in Christ, like I want to be standing shoulder to shoulder with you, with Holly and Jennifer on either side as well, and just saying that. You're brave and courageous, and not only are you impacting your own life, but you're impacting others who are watching. You're impacting other generations because they're looking at you and saying, and it's been really hard for her, but she's stuck with it. Look how courageous she is. Maybe I can do it too. Hand me your spoon. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be free. And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer, and connecting with us. More Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.